Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Hello, everyone. I am back again today with another episode. In today's episode, I am joined with a very special guest, Megan, who has allowed me to take a look at her natal chart and come on here to talk about it with me and share kind of with you guys what different placements and energies and signs, how it all interacts in her chart and plays out in her life. So I'm really excited to get started. How are you today, Megan? I am amazing. I'm super excited for this. Yes, this is going to be so fun. I took a look at your chart this past week and there's a lot to talk about. So I'm really excited to dive in. But I think the first question that I just wanted to ask that I ask everyone is how did you get started with astrology? How did you kind of come upon it? Honestly, it's kind of not really been a lifelong thing for me, but I was raised by like a single mom who was very into like the 90s, new age, spiritual woo-woo stuff. And I honestly hated it as a kid. And then as I got older, it's so funny because I always say like the pendulum swings back. I am now the spiritual new age woo-woo one of the family. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. No, that is so funny how that works out. I love that your mom was also kind of into it, but I can totally relate to the fact that like when our parents are into something, sometimes it just feels like we want to like rebel and not be into what they're into. Oh yeah. That's how I was as a kid. I was like, oh, you like that? Well, that means I don't. I went full conservative cheerleader sorority girl until my like early twenties. Now I'm just, the com- I'm not the complete opposite. I'm just integrated of all parts, I guess. Yes, yes. I love that. So you're a Gemini sun. Yes. Gemini sun, Scorpio moon, Sag rising. It is a fun big three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And for everybody listening, so this is the third interview that I'm doing. And if you've listened to the other two interviews before this that are going to be live, you'll realize that I attract Sagittarius risings apparently. And my co-host who also does my podcast with me, she is also a Sag rising. So that's really funny. But I wanted to know, is there any misconceptions that you get from people when you tell them that you're a Gemini sun? So I think that sometimes has to do with like their knowledge level of astrology because they'll be like, oh, you're a Gemini. That's why you're so whatever, because I'm very multi-passionate. I do 8,000 different things and it's how I fell into my career because I get to do a bunch of different things. But I do identify really strongly with my Scorpio moon and my Sag rising. So it's always funny because they'll be like, oh, that's very Gemini of you. And then I'll be like, ah, it's actually more my Scorpio or it's actually more my Sag. So I do on the surface really, really represent my Gemini son. But the people who know me really well will know like the other facets of me. But I think that's the most Gemini thing about me is that I do have so many different like faces as the Geminis are always known as like the two-faced or the twin. Definitely. Yeah, you have a Scorpio moon. And I would love to kind of unpack that a little bit because... I find that Scorpio moon is a very like impactful placement to have. It can be really intense emotionally, especially in my experience from, you know, talking with other Scorpio moons in my life. Do you find that you had a really intense childhood? I actually did. And I'm an open book and this is all things I've processed and therapied and everything else. I was a childhood survivor of domestic violence and alcoholism, um, not with my mom, but with a step parent at one point. I went through a lot of trauma. I am a late diagnosed autism, ADHD, high functioning, high masking. But 
I have always kind of found it interesting that the more that I kind of scientify or explain logically things that have happened in my life or how I relate to things or people, how well it ties back into my astrology. So like I'm a Scorpio moon. I am very passionate. I hold grudges sometimes, but in the very weirdest ways, I'm very like, I, I like secrets for myself, but I don't like secrets with others, right? Mm -hmm. I can be very jealous. I can be very insecure. But on the other side of that, I can be so giving and so emotionally open. Really interesting. The older I got and the more I started incorporating astrology, and then later I got into human design and things like that, and just kind of going, oh, wow, everything just kind of starts clicking on a deeper level. But yeah, Scorpio moon definitely gives me like my passion, my drive. And like my overwhelming, like if I'm emotionally connected to something, it will be such a priority in my life over if it's not. Oh and, my I my dad. and you kind of got a double whammy there because you have your moon conjunct Pluto. So that's even like, it kind of intensifies it even more. And in Placidus, it's in your 11th house of friendships, networking, social groups. So I'm really curious as to hear from you, like how that might've played out. Did you find that you had a lot of power struggles within friendships? So yes, when I was younger, like even up until like my mid twenties, I would find that in friendships and relationships, I was more wanting to kind of receive the same level of love and passion and acceptance and understanding that I was giving to people. So I, was always more willing to make excuses or let someone else take the lead or let them kind of dictate things or accept treatment that really wasn't equal of what I was giving. And so that was a huge thing that I had to learn mid to late twenties. I'm in my like early thirties now. Learning that has been such a huge thing, but it was definitely one of my biggest life lessons, but it was a huge struggle. And it was kind of hard to let go of some people that I really, really loved in my life. Because I had to realize that like the way that they loved me back was not where I needed to be. Yeah. And, you know, and I can also see that with your Venus in the seventh house in Cancer in Placidus, which is also opposite Saturn and Neptune in the first house, that can bring a lot of challenges when it comes to relationships and romantic love life, and maybe even sometimes uh, struggling to set strong boundaries with people and easily like losing yourself within your connections at times. Do you find that that kind of resonates? Oh, yes. I always joke and say I'm definitely a crybaby cancer when it comes to like romantic relationships. I'm very emotional, very sensitive, and I have definitely, definitely struggled with setting boundaries my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I've just recently learned in literally the last few years And it's something that I still struggle with and not with the big things, but more so on a day-to-day basis of like choosing the discomfort of setting a boundary versus choosing the resentment of being a people pleaser. Mm, Yes, definitely. And with Chiron also being there, which is our deepest wound, you have Chiron and cancer in the seventh house and it's conjunct your Venus as well. And also opposite the Neptune and the Saturn. So that right there is just wounds connected to relationships stemming from family because of that cancer energy. And then in whole sign, it actually moves to the eighth house. So you might also struggle with trust. You might also struggle with letting go of control, 
fearing losing control, uh, fearing um, some people who have this, not all of them, but some might have had a really significant loss in their life, whether it be like uh, somebody really close to them, or just feeling like they didn't have control over their own, I guess, like actions and environment, things like that. It's a really intense deep wound to have I find when it's in the eighth house yeah so like I said I mean I had a lot of childhood trauma but I'm like relating to family and things like that it was never super stable for me growing up so it's been something that I've focused a ton on as an adult trying Mm -hmm. to make sure that like you know when I have a family that it's a very healthy one that a partner that I choose long term Mm -hmm. is very healthy for me but it's also really funny because like you mentioned control issues and so it's one of the things that I learned late in life when I got diagnosed as autistic and ADHD was like, oh, this is why I used to have meltdowns at like the slightest change in, in a, in a schedule or routine or a struggle. And like, this is why I do better when everything is listed out and I have set expectations. And it was once all of these things clicked, and this is where I say like science always matches up with astrology for me so well. But like once those things clicked, I was able to like, not only like understand it, but like integrate it and not be so ruled by it. Not going to lie. I'm still a planner, list maker, doer, control freak, but I have learned to do it in a way that doesn't negatively affect my life or my professional. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have your Mercury in Gemini as well, and it's in your sixth house in Placidus. So, you know, the whole planning and, you know, lists that that can definitely be seen with like a Mercury in the sixth house, especially in the sign of Gemini, because Gemini also rules over like communication, writing and things like that. So does not surprise me at all. Have you ever looked into your North Node at all? I have briefly looked into it and I believe I've looked at it like I did like a brief training on North Node versus South Node. And I know that like one is your life lesson from like a previous life. And the other one is like what you're here to do now or what your purpose is. Leave one of them was in Leo and it's more about like conquering, like wanting to be in the public spotlight versus like serving. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. If I yeah. remember that correctly, it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that's great because yeah, so your North Node is in Aquarius and it's in the third house, and then your South Node is in Leo and it's in the ninth house, and then I believe nope, even in whole sign it stays the same. So you're here to essentially gather information and share it, share your ideas, learn how to communicate, especially like sharing your ideas and communicating with like the collective as a whole. You know, Aquarius is very like humanitarian energy and it is groups and friendships and all of that. Having a self-note in Leo, you might be drawn towards being okay in the spotlight at times. Also having like a lot of creative self-expression that could actually help you when it comes to moving towards communicating, like expressively communicating yourself. I think would be really powerful and impactful for you. And having it in the ninth house, you might even be drawn to travel, right? Because in your past, in a past life, having yourself noted in the ninth house, you know, a lot of people who have that, I have that as well. We have this love for traveling, even though we're actually meant to do a lot of work in our community, in our immediate surroundings, and almost like bring our ideas to our community. So for example, I feel like where I live right now, I don't feel very spiritual here. I feel like it's really closed-minded. I feel like there's no spiritual spirituality at all. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm meant to bring that to my community in some way. 
whether it be like, oh, I would love to open up a shop or something like that. You know what I mean? So kind of bringing that to your immediate environment in some way would be really cool, I think, for you. Yeah, definitely. That's actually hilarious. My um, like corporate nine to five is I work in franchising. So I literally teach people when they buy into a brand how to start their business, you know, set it up correctly, hire staff. I train them on all the business models, specificities, and then I actually help them open. And then I take them to like profitability as soon as possible, which not only is great because I get to like learn all different trades and and industries and then go and teach it. But I also get to change who I'm working with pretty much every six to nine months. So I have tons of variety. And then I get to travel. Like I told you earlier, I go to Indianapolis, Boston, and Pittsburgh pretty frequently, which is way up north from where I am. And then I travel around the country as I open locations. So I was in Branson, Missouri last week, and I will be in like upstate Wisconsin later this year for another grand opening, all the way to California, down to South Carolina, all over. I've even gotten to Vietnam before. (laughs) Yeah, I've even gotten to go to Vietnam before for a couple of weeks um, for another brand that I was working for to visit some stores over there. Wow fun because I always take everything I get back and mm-hmm. kind of create it. Wow, that's really cool. That's really awesome. And and yeah, I love that you get to meet a ton of people. I mean, you have Jupiter in your seventh house as well. And with your Juno in the ninth house, I wouldn't even be surprised if like you were drawn to people, even like a marriage partner or committed relationship who has a different background from you or just you know, somebody who likes to travel, who also might even love to learn higher knowledge as well, higher learning is well educated, things like that. You might be drawn to somebody like that. But with Jupiter in your seventh house, yeah, you're meant to meet a lot of people in this lifetime, for sure. And probably maybe even experience a lot of relationships. So that's yeah, I definitely see that. That's really cool. Now, I also wanted to ask you, You must have gone through your Saturn return. Have you ever heard about Saturn return? Yes. So this is kind of like where you kind of like come into your own and have like your big life lesson of your lifetime kind of. Yes, exactly. And it's kind of like, it's like a a milestone where you're like, all right, well, now I have a new sense of responsibility in some certain aspect, depending on where Saturn is in your chart. And in your chart, it looks like Saturn is in your first house in Placidus, but then your second house in whole sign. So when you went through your Saturn return, which is usually around the age of like between 28 and 30, but usually like around the age of 28, even 29. But did you find that you learned like what was do you remember what your life was like then? Did you have like impactful moments? I do. So it was the year before COVID. It Mm -hmm. was like 29 to 31 for me was definitely that. So it was the year before COVID and the year of COVID. I got into a long-term relationship, which I'm still in, but that relationship was so rocky. Mm. Um, And it tied back to everything that I needed to learn for boundaries, for respect, for my own things. Um, It's when I actually was diagnosed (laughs) as autistic and ADHD. It was when I went through COVID, I got laid off two months or no, about two weeks into COVID. I was at home with a new puppy, my partner at the times, like newborn son, which that's a whole other situation. But like I said, Rocky. And so that happened and he and I experienced a miscarriage at about five and a half months. 
which we weren't really aware of. I had like basically like a cryptid pregnancy, which is super rare, but runs in my family apparently. So going through a miscarriage in a hospital during COVID all by myself led Mm -hmm. to us breaking up. We were separated for about a year. I went from making really good money in a super professional career atmosphere industry brand to working like a $10 an hour job to make the bills. I basically had to relearn everything. My sense of self-worth couldn't be tied to who I was, my relationship or my job, because all of those things had basically had a tower moment and been completely knocked down. (laughs) But the really cool part that came about from all of that was like, I learned how to literally pick myself up off of the literal floor of a basement. Like it was so low, but I literally came out of it. I started my own meal prep company. I got my personal training certification. I did that throughout COVID to like supplement my income, make ends meet. I also went and learned mortgages, went into a completely different career field. I expanded my knowledge base. I basically proved to myself that it doesn't matter what happens or who's there, who's not there. I can literally get through anything because of who I am. Mm. So as far as Saturn returns go, and that was actually probably when I started getting really into, I always joke and call it woo-woo, but like spirituality, new age, human design, manifestation, astrology. And it was always things that had been around and I'd kind of like known about it, like whatever. But it was when I started actually getting into that kind of stuff at the same time as my diagnosis that actually allowed me to like integrate trauma and experiences and see purpose and meaning beyond it. And then also figure out that like, I am who I am. Mm. It was like the biggest revelation for me. And so the two years following that were kind of just a continual, like, it's so weird to say this, but like, as I think about it, literally since I finished 2021, my life has been on a literal uphill climb. Like I have not had another down spot. Like I have my first rental property. I have, you know, found another dream job where I love what I do now. I'm back in the same field I was in before COVID. You know, I love the people I work with. I'm in a new house now with the same relationship, but it is on a completely different level. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, we're so much more mature. We're better paired. It's literally everything that I went through. I feel like to make like a Sagittarius reference was like (laughs) being pulled back. Yes. So as far as Saturn returns go, it was a very rough two years, but I feel so grateful for it now. That's that's definitely showed me the true worth of like my self and my actual self versus all these external things that I was trying to justify and control. Right. And I think that's such a powerful thing because when we're going through challenges, it really sucks in the midst of it. But being able to come out on the other side and like look back and be like, you know what? There's growth in this and being okay and not resentful for whatever challenges you had to go through. I think that's such a beautiful mindset and perspective to have. And it can be really hard to like have that outlook. But yeah, I love that you have that outlook. It's definitely something I had to learn and work on and integrate into my daily life, but it definitely makes life a lot easier when you look at everything happens for you, not to you. Exactly, exactly. And I love that. So speaking of career, 
you have your Midhaven and Virgo. And Virgo rules over the sixth house and it talks of health and wellness and fitness and routines, even small animals sometimes. But I would love to hear more about where you're headed now for your career because I also noticed you were going through a transit currently, which is Neptune opposite your MC. And this can, in my opinion, can bring a couple of things to light here. First, when this first happens, you might feel a little bit confused about what direction you want to go and you might feel a little bit lost in career. But then after that, it's kind of like you have like a spiritual breakthrough moment where you're wanting to incorporate purpose, meaning spirituality into your career. Okay, that is so funny. (laughs) And this is what I say where I keep finding all these instances where astrology ties in so well. Like people are like, oh, it's not, it's just, you know, whatever. The stars don't make you do anything. I'm like, it's not that at all. Trust me. There's too many things to be a coincidence. Mm -hmm. So I kind of told you at the beginning before we started this episode, and I've mentioned during the episode, my current nine to five is in franchising. So I basically teach people how to be small business owners, Mm -hmm. take something in a nine to fiver all their life, taking their life savings, they're investing it in this business. And I take them, teach them everything. But it's really funny because one of my main focuses right now and in the last two or three years has been incorporating mindset and performance and like the mental aspect of it over just here's a checklist. Here's how to do this. It's more so you've never hired or fired someone before. So let's step into the CEO entrepreneur mindset before we go to hire somebody and make a mistake in that. Mm. And then it's really funny that you said fitness wellness. I told you during COVID, I like leaned really heavily into that. One of my passions is fitness. I have been a certified personal trainer. I don't keep up with my actual certification anymore. I do amateur bodybuilding contests every couple of years. So I'm very big into fitness, the gym, wellness, et cetera. But my actual first job within franchising was working for a fitness and wellness brand. So I used to go and open those locations. Now I work in like home services, which is much, much less glamorous and exciting. But it's funny that you say that because I am literally about to start opening up for clients for performance and energetics coaching. So like Mm -hmm. integrative, I call it like synergistic coaching, where we kind of approach like your wellness, your mindset, your spirituality. And then we kind of decide what your goal is and how we can incorporate that as a holistic, full body, mind and soul approach. So yes, I have been like, I love my nine to five and I'm definitely not giving it up anytime soon, but I've like made it clear and known to my inner circle, both at work and personally, like, Hey, I'm about to start this new journey with this new business. And this is what it's going to be about. It's just, it's setting my soul on fire to hear that because I'm just, okay. It's a sign that literally where I'm being led to is already kind of Mm -hmm. in, so to speak. Oh yeah. And so when you were telling me that, and I had already looked at your transit chart prior to us hopping on here, I was kind of like, okay, yep. That makes sense. And you also have Pluto right now, exactly trying your MC. So that brings in this transformative energy to your career in your public life. So anything that you really want to go after, like you can go after it. But the one thing that I saw that might be a little bit challenging is that you have Saturn square your natal Mercury right now. So you might actually at times find yourself doubting your abilities or doubting, you know, being able to like make it take off and really get it going. And you also may find that there could be times as well, like in your personal life where you find that you might 
be having miscommunications with people or struggling to communicate? Oh my gosh. Yes. So <laughs> it's one of the things I've been like working through as I prepare to obviously open and launch this business is in today's society, that's going to come with launching social medias, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I have been really struggling with like, I'm going to be seen for this. People I know who only know this side of me or people I know are going to see this new aspect of my life and I'm going to be judged for it. And so it's been this whole thing of, I have to be okay with being my full authentic self. And I have to be able to step out into that and be fully seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's scary. It's been a huge area of self-doubt for me that I'm just now starting to like work through and be like, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and even if you have people, cause what I always say to people, like when you're going to put yourself out there on a public platform and you're going to grow on social media, there is 100% going to be some haters along the way. There's going to be people that are going to say something stupid and really piss you off, but it's really about like learning, like not to take that so personally. And I still struggle with that myself as well. So that's, I'm not trying to preach here because I still struggle with that. But yeah, it's really, I I feel like social media can really teach us a lot about self-worth and, you know, not playing the comparison game as well, because I'm sure it's pretty easy to find other people who are doing what you want to do that have already made it in a sense. And then you're comparing yourself to them and getting down on yourself about that. That's something that I struggled with for a while as well. Oh, for sure. I feel like it's imposter syndrome sometimes. Like, who am I to be stepping into this role? Do Mm -hmm. I really have to offer what I think I do? And then it's also like, I think everybody struggles with self-doubt, but I always find that like the people in my life that I consider the most talented, the smartest, whatever, are the ones with the biggest Mm self-doubt. One of those things, one of the things that I was like going through with myself was like a limiting belief blaster. And so I was like, where else in my life have I been able to step out and literally like be seen? And I was like, oh, bodybuilding, because I literally have to commit six months to a specialized diet, skipping social functions, this, that, and the other, and literally then go step out on stage to be judged. And I'm like, if I can do that in a tiny, tiny bikini on zero carbs for, you know, three months and do all of this. And at first it was a really hard journey. And then by the end of it, and still to this day, I have people ask me for advice for you know, diet plans for this, for that. And I'm like, okay, so I literally put myself through this, transformed my body, transformed my public image, stepped on stage, got judged, did well. And not only that, but was seen as a like an expert or a field knowledge person after that, I can definitely do that here. I've just got to get over myself and jump. A hundred percent. Yes, exactly. And I love that. So yeah, just know that you do have energy working for you right now but you also have that energy that's coming in trying to like make you doubt yourself but if you can hold on to that pluto energy and like push through it and empower yourself i think it's going to be amazing so yeah it's definitely funny that it's all kind of lining up like this because it's literally like reading a diary right now right (laughs) like exactly what i'm going through Every time I tell people, uh, you know, how much I resonate with astrology and how life-changing it's been for me, they kind of look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, but if you actually gave it a try and you looked at more than just your sun sign, I think you might be mind blown. People usually do the same until I'm like, well, what's your big three? Like, what's your Venus? Because when you know your Venus and that's going to tell you how you are in relationships, your rising is your true personality. And then people are like, 
oh, well, I thought I, I was, you know, it wasn't true because I'm not really Capricorn-y. And I'm like, no, because you're a Gemini rising. Of course you're not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They think that they only have one sign within them, but it's like, no, and we all have, you know, because you have the needle chart. So we all have each sign within us. It's just, you know, which ones are you more heavily focused on in this lifetime? So it's, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think that's why I love astrology so much because there's always like, it's like a never ending learning experience and you can continue to just deep dive further and further to the point where I have to be like, okay, this is an obsession. Let's take a step back and let's, you know, put, put it on pause for a minute. But yeah, it's so much fun. So the last thing I wanted to ask you, which I feel like you kind of already answered in a sense, but if you feel like talking about it a little bit more, I like to ask everybody, what has been a life lesson that you've learned that might have been challenging, but you are grateful for it, which I know you kind of talked about some that you've experienced during your Saturn return, but is there an overall lesson you've learned that you're really grateful for, even though it was challenging? Ooh, you know what I really had to learn during my Saturn return? Like uh, there was obviously a lot of like individual instances that were super challenging. And in the moment it felt like nothing was ever going to be the same again. Nothing was going to be right again. And then also the fact that my Saturn return was during COVID Mm -hmm. everything. I live close to New Orleans, which was one of the last cities to like open back up. So we were in a state of lockdown even longer. So One of the main things that I had to really learn and has been such a big lesson and a big change for me was taking my self-worth from external to internal. But then, oh gosh, I'm trying to figure out the perfect way to say this. Kind of learning like everything happens for you, not to you, but that is because you create your own reality. So this is when I really got into manifestation, words create reality and getting more into spirituality, human design, figuring out I'm a manifesting generator made the most sense out of my life. Oh my, yes. It's like mind blowing, isn't it? I was like, wow, I feel seen. (laughs) This is why I have a million different hobbies and I have, you know, all of these other things. And, you know, this is why people think I start and stop, but really it's just like, I have this project and I do it and then I move on to this one and blah, blah, blah. But it was more so when I learned that like my thoughts and my words were always going to create my reality and I was capable of creating the reality. I I remember during COVID being laid off, sitting, you know, or going for walks with my puppy because that was all that we could do at that time and listening to podcasts and like repeating affirmations and like creating like journaling. Like I have a high paying job over X amount a year. I do what I love. I have purpose in my work, healthy, I'm healed. You know, I do not have infertility issues, all these things. And it's so funny because I feel like we always get caught up in the moment of like today's struggle, today's challenge, today's, you know, whatever's happening. Right. But when I look back the other day, because I just celebrated my one year with this new company and I was like, wow, this is the literal job that I journaled about in the middle of COVID when I was like heartbroken, depressed, jobless, single, <laughs> like everything was terrible. And I just kept journaling and repeating to myself that it was going to happen. And so like, I went through a couple different jobs until I found this one and this one, just everything fell into place. And I was like, wow, this is the exact job that I wanted. This is the exact environment I wanted to be in. Like I have this loving, healthy relationship now. And it's all because I sat here and I kept working to create it. Like it wasn't just that I sat here and I journaled about it and I thought and I wished and I was like, oh, this would be really nice. I hope this happens. It was also like I went out and applied for the job or I went out and I, you know, put effort into my relationship. I put effort into my health. I made sure that I went to the doctor and I asked for extra tests. I did all of the things to make my reality what it is now. And all that proved to me was that 
if this is what I've been able to create in two years after having the worst two years of my life, what am I going to do in the next two and the next two and the next two? And it's like, I am forever on this journey now. And I learned that like, not only do I create my reality, but there is no end point. Like there's never a, a top of a mountain because on the other side, then there's nowhere higher to go, right? Then you just have to go back down the mountain. And I don't ever want to go back down the mountain. I'm just going to keep climbing. That's that's powerful. That is powerful. And I really appreciate you sharing that. I mean, you've been so open and vulnerable and I really appreciate you sharing this because I know that so many are going to like listen to this and resonate and find hopefully, you know, maybe somebody's listening and they never even wanted to think about astrology. And now they're like, you know what, I'm going to go and take a look at my chart and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to change my perspective. So I really appreciate you sharing everything that you did. I always feel like being an open book is the best because like you never know what you don't know and you never know what you have inside of you that may be meant to help the next person. Exactly. Exactly. Could not agree more. And before we go, I would love for you to share, you know, do you have a website? Do you have an Instagram, anything that you want to share where people can connect with you and keep up to date what, with what you have in store? Absolutely. Um. So right now I just have my personal Instagram, which is, you know, a mix of all things. Because I am such a manifesting generator, everything, but it's X zero X zero Megan Elizabeth. And then coming soon will obviously be like the business socials for coaching. And I think we're going to start with like a 12 week program because I'm a big fan of the 12 week plan where you do like a mini year every quarter for like planning. But yes, very, very excited. Thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. And like I told you before we started, I kind of know a little bit about astrology. I've done some research in the past, but like I was taking notes while we were talking and I just love that so much of it just aligns back with like who I am internally. Oh, I love that too. And that's why I love talking astrology with people because I feel like at the end of the convo, they've learned something new. And that just lights me up seeing them like lit up by like learning something new. And so, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like it's like when you are able to give of yourself, you almost like it's like lighting someone else's candle will always make yours burn brighter. Like it will never dim it out. Exactly. That's that's a great way to put it. So thank you again. Mm -hmm.